bringing that impact to the front of the conversation is better for you. It's better for your boss. It's better for your team. Mm -hmm. We all have an inherent desire to make a difference in this world. And we deserve to feel like our nine to five jobs are fulfilling that. Real quick, I wanted to mention to hang out until the very end of today's episode. I am going to share with you a free resource and it's all about why you should create a work journal and the importance of doing that starting today. So if you don't know what that is, you haven't listened to some of the past episodes where I've mentioned it, you're definitely gonna wanna go check this out. It's a quick video that will walk you through exactly what you're tracking and why. And again, it's free. So hang out until the very end of the episode to get this free resource. I am excited to introduce you to Elizabeth Lotardo, who is doing so many great things out in the world, as well as having more of a purpose-driven environment in the workplace. In our episode, we had such a genuine conversation really focused around women understanding and really owning their purpose and what makes them excited to go to work and what value they provide. And when you really hone in on that and step into that purpose, I believe it opens up so many more doors for you to really chase those passions into other companies, other positions. How can you use your purpose to really continue benefiting other companies in the best way possible? And that is truly defined by you and what you want to contribute. A little bit about Elizabeth. Elizabeth Lotardo is a consultant, researcher, and co-author of Selling with Noble Purpose, How to Drive Revenue and Do Work That Makes You Proud. As the VP of Services at Sales Leadership Consultancy, McLeod and more, Elizabeth leads sales transformation initiatives for clients like Oracle, G Adventures, and Fiserv. She is a popular LinkedIn learning author, and her work has been featured in the Wall Street Journal and on NPR. With an undergraduate degree in advertising from Boston University and a master's in organizational psychology, Elizabeth has enabled firms to drive employee engagement, competitive differentiation, and ultimately revenue. All right, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. I am so excited for today's guest. We have Elizabeth with us today. Thank you so much for joining Elizabeth. Thank you for having me. Of course. So how Elizabeth and I met, I always love to do a little bit of an introduction of how I get connected because 
the biggest thing about women in the workplace is finding new ways to connect. I often get pitches to my inbox for potential speakers and podcast guests. And when I read about Elizabeth through an introduction, I knew I had to have her on the podcast. So I am so grateful that you are here with me today. Well, I'm so glad to be here. I know we are like minds in a lot of ways, all about finding purpose, fulfillment, and success at work. And we both have a deep desire to help women advance in the workplace. So I think this is going to be a great conversation. Yes, yes. So let's have you introduce yourself to the audience. If you want to share personally and professionally, whatever you want to share with the listeners today. Sure. So I'm Elizabeth Letardo. I am the co-author of Selling with Noble Purpose, which is a book about how to marry purpose and profit, all about making mutual success in a corporate environment. And I think what I I really want to explore in this conversation is the notion that purpose can be in a corporate environment. So often we think about purpose as I need to go, you know, abroad and feed the poor or start a nonprofit. And I certainly mm-hmm. toyed with those ideas through my own career, but ultimately found myself in corporate America and was able to create a really purpose-driven experience. So I think there's a huge opportunity there for everyone listening. So I live just outside of Atlanta. I migrated to the South after a few brutal winters in Boston. I went to school at Boston University. I'm currently working from home like most of us, but used to travel a good bit and do sales training classes all around the country. Awesome. I love that. Well, thank you so much for that introduction, Elizabeth. I think that everyone should go after this episode and I'll remind everyone at the end to go search even Elizabeth's name on Apple Podcasts or whatever app that you're listening through and see what other podcast she is a guest on as well. So that's a great way to find more content as well. And I would love for you, of course, at the end uh, to share where we can find you and your books and continue to support you as well. So my first question for you, Elizabeth, a lot of people think about purpose as it applies to raising children or volunteering, and you say that purpose can exist inside corporate America. Tell us about that. Well, I think I got to it a little bit in my intro. When we think about purpose, we tend to think about doing work in our communities, about philanthropy, about investing in our families, about giving back. And all of those things are really important. But the reality is we spend a lot of our time at work. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the work we do at our, quote, day jobs is actually hugely impactful to our communities. It's hugely impactful to other businesses, to people, to customers. And I think we have an opportunity to teach out that impact to make work more enjoyable experience for everyone. So I certainly think there is a noble purpose in raising a family. I think there is a noble purpose in doing work in your community. And I also think that we can find a sense of purpose in nine to five jobs. I agree 100%. I think if you're not currently in a position where you like your job or love your job, that it's a good opportunity to think of where you might enjoy your nine to five more often, because that is when I really think you can step into that purpose, finding a company whose mission and value you can really get behind. But I'm excited to dig a little bit deeper into, you know, this purpose-driven culture and how you can create more of that, even maybe if you don't love your job right now, how you can adapt to that. So many organizations have purpose statements or mission statements Is that different than a truly purpose-driven culture? Can you expand on that? 
Absolutely. And I think you raised a great point of not being satisfied in your current workplace. We're seeing so much of that now with the shift to COVID. Mm -hmm. Everyone, much like you would in a health scare and a family crisis, had the opportunity to step back and reflect and see with stark clarity what was important what wasn't, what needed to get done, what didn't. And for a lot of people, that prompted a reevaluation of how we view work. And for women, especially, there was a yearning for this sense of purpose, for making a contribution. We're balancing so many things. If this huge element we call work Mm -hmm. is feeling meaningless, that becomes very emotionally exhausting. And what we're seeing is that organizations who have purpose statements, right? Purpose is a new hot word in business, Mm -hmm. are being called upon to live that in new ways, much like what happened in the early 2000s when corporations started making values, right? Everybody had these great values. Everyone wanted to have integrity and creativity. (laughs) And I think it was uh, Enron that had integrity etched in stone on their marble lobby. So we've seen before a stark difference between organizations who put out these nicely crafted statements or nicely crafted values in organizations who are actually living them and who center their employee experience and their customer experience on providing real value. Yes, I agree. And I think you can feel in what people are sharing online and as team members, you can see when there really is that purpose-driven culture because they start to share that with their following and who they want to bring on to their company because it's such a great place to work. So I think that's a good thing to think about that most companies have mission statements and values, but are they really living and breathing those in their day-to-day lives and culture? And how are they bringing that into the workplace to create a better place and a better environment where you're happy and you enjoy going to work? That's the goal. If you're dreading that, you know, Sunday night, you're just dreading thinking about your workday on Monday, reflecting back on why is that? What What is the purpose that I feel I am fulfilling in the workplace? And if that isn't an alignment with what you want to do, it might be time to consider something a little bit different. Absolutely. Or at least time to look a little deeper on the on the job you currently have. I yes. think a lot of times we get caught up in day-to-day logistics and to-do lists and big goals, and we mm-hmm. lose sight of how our work radiates out into the world. And for me, a purpose-driven culture is a culture where employees are laser-like focused on making a difference to someone else, making a difference to their customers, making a difference to their teammates, making a difference to their communities. And you could easily apply mission or what are some other words that companies use? Mission, value, prop, any sort of language like that. But I Mm -hmm. think the crux of it is truly are people laser-like focused on making a difference or is this just kind of going through the motions and you can feel the difference as an employee? Exactly. And as I was thinking about that, so often we think of we start at a position and we have to promote, we have to grow. And mm-hmm. so much in life is evolution and growing and evolving. But I like what you're talking about here with really leading a purpose-driven culture or having a purpose-driven statement of your own. Because if you're doing that and feeling like you are successful at that in your current position, 
you don't necessarily need to move to that next level all the time. I think we start chasing after that and you know, you started a company and you automatically think, oh, I need to move to this next level or I have to get promoted to show that I'm growing. But I like what you're saying that if you feel like you are adding value and having that purpose within that environment, you can be completely satisfied doing similar tasks over and over again and being a great contributing team member, love your job. You know, you, it doesn't always include growth in the sense of climbing that corporate ladder. For sure. But I, I do think these things that we're talking about, purpose and career growth, are certainly not mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. In fact, there was some research that I found fascinating that just came out from Michigan State University. This woman named Dr. Valerie Good did a study about what makes someone a high performer. Mm-hmm. So we tend to think of the basic things like they have great product knowledge of whatever their company sells. They have a great education. They build close relationships. So what she found, and she studied it in salespeople, which is even more interesting to me, What she found is that a sense of purpose is actually predictive of long-term career success, more so than financial incentives, more so than tons of other variables. Carrying a sense of purpose in your heart, knowing that you are making a difference to someone else is more likely to put you on that path to success than just staying at your job or even just staying at your job and thinking, I'm just going to get this done, do my best and get promoted. When you point your mind outward to someone else, you're more creative, you're more strategic, and you're more likely to get the promotion. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So how do how does having a sense of purpose at work change your performance? I know you've kind of touched on that a little bit, especially with this research study that you just mentioned, but do you have any other thoughts on why it's important to have a sense of purpose to improve your performance? Well, there's been tons of research from Valerie Good, from Adam Grant, and others around how when we feel closely emotionally connected to the work we are doing, we rise to the occasion. Our brains literally change and become smarter. But I think, too, on an emotional level, you can feel it Mm -hmm. when you're into it and when you're not. And when you are repeatedly not you are going to lose your ability to think strategically. You're going to lose your ability to be creative. So I think as we talk about, you know, career trajectories and climbing the ladder and things like that, purpose is crucial to that conversation because when you're not feeling it, you're not going to bring your best self to work. I agree. And a really quick question is, how do you know if you have purpose or if you're thinking, I don't really have a purpose here or I'm a little bit confused, where would you suggest someone starts in that regard? That's a great question. And we think about purpose, I think, because it's so commonly talked about as this really esoteric thing. And unless you like jump out of bed in the morning to go solve world hunger, you must not be purposeful. Like how could you possibly find that in a marketing job or an HR? But the reality is those normal everyday jobs do have purpose. People in marketing forge relationships between companies and their customers. They meet people where they are and connect with them. People in HR give people employment opportunities, make sure workplaces are safe. Mm -hmm. People in finance, make sure businesses can wake up and pay the bills tomorrow. So I think tapping into 
the crux of what you do, the ripple effect and how that impacts all of the people around you is crucial. And, and like I said before, we tend to get caught in the day-to-day logistics. And as women, we tend to minimize our own contribution. So if you're wondering, does my work have purpose? I'm not sure I see it. I would encourage you to go ask the people who you work with on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. what is the impact of my work? And you will probably be met with people who see the impact much more clearly than you do because it happened to them. Exactly. I love that advice. So if you are tuning in today and you're feeling a little unsure of what your purpose is, and again, I I think you hit it perfect, Elizabeth, by saying if we're not out solving world hunger or, you know, doing these volunteer projects in third world countries, you know, who are we? But I agree 100% is at its most basic level, what brings you joy when you go to the workplace and asking for that feedback because that will solidify exactly if what your intentions are putting that out there if it's being received as well so plenty of direction thank you so much for that so how can you still have a purpose-driven work experience if your boss or manager isn't purpose-driven So I'm sure all of us have worked for a variety of bosses and managers over the course of our careers. Mm -hmm. And it's no secret that some managers make you feel like you can take on the world and some make you feel really, really small. I think a mistake a lot of people make when it comes to purpose and corporate cultures as a whole is waiting, waiting for the purpose statement to be made at the top, waiting for your manager to take the initiative and talk about it with you. Mm -hmm. But the reality is we have that ability to do that on our own. We can talk about with our peers or lead upwards to our managers the impact we're making. We can ask questions. We can learn from other departments about the impact they're making. And we can dig deeper into that story even if it's not prompted by someone one level above you. And a lot of times what I've heard, experienced myself, Mm -hmm. is that people are surprised when they go to their manager with the seemingly esoteric conversation. What's our purpose? Why do we exist as a team or a company? They are met with great receptivity because we don't know what's in people's hearts unless they tell us. A lot of times managers are cascading down logistics and metrics because that's what was cascaded down to them. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're uncomfortable with emotions at work. So the more you can take the initiative and bring that conversation to the fore, no matter where you fall in the org chart, the more likely you are to move the needle on the culture as a whole. Yeah, I love that because so often we think if the reporting structure, right, is these arrows down from the CEO all the way down to you at your entry level position, not very often do I see org charts that show where you can provide that feedback or who you can go to for advice and guidance. Many meetings or town halls or what have you will encourage open door policy, come to us for feedback, but not very many people take advantage of that. So I love how Mm -hmm. you're encouraging people to go to your boss, ask them what their purpose-driven statement is for themselves in their career. And if you have a really great leader, they are going to certainly welcome this conversation and appreciate you approaching them with it. And if you have a more novice leader or some companies, when they promote, they promote based off of those skills and abilities of doing really well in the job, but not always promoting on 
who's actually a really great leader. So it's an opportunity for you to partner up with your leader as someone who wants to help and say, Hey, we could maybe talk about this. What do you think about even within our team and how can we spread that out into the company? And it starts with us and our team. Absolutely. And I think to not put too much pressure on it too. We don't have to form the perfect statements. We don't have to have this like, please share your inner dialogue, the deepest part of your heart with me. Simple reminders of, hey, I was thinking about that report we wrote and I know tons of clients were included, but I heard about this one and here's how it made a difference to them. Mm -hmm. Bringing out the specific ways you make a difference, talking about, hey, why did you first join this job? What made you excited to work for this company? Things like that can really change the emotional tone of a team. And if you do have those conversations with your boss and you are met with blank stares, at least you tried and you still have the ability to make that experience for yourself or you have the ability to make a career decision based on that information. I appreciate you calling out the fact of keeping it simple, keeping it easy. It doesn't have to be super in depth. It doesn't have to be a conversation that takes an entire team meeting. I can tell you by experience, I've been involved on those meetings where we're trying to write out a mission statement and we're so worried about it sounding so beautiful and so perfect and finding the right verbiage that it loses a lot of that initial heart and intent because we focus so much on something else that isn't really as important of, of the words. People are going to see what that purpose is within you based on how you go about your daily work. If you're serving others, if that's something that brings you joy, how are you doing that throughout your day? You're serving your customers, you're serving your clients or whatever that looks like. Absolutely. And I think bringing that impact to the front of the conversation is better for you. It's better for your boss. It's better for your team. Mm -hmm. We all have an inherent desire to make a difference in this world. And we deserve to feel like our nine to five jobs are fulfilling that. Yes, I agree. So let's say you have a boss who you've approached and maybe they aren't as accepting of that conversation or maybe they aren't really interested uh, and you obviously don't have the word leader in your title yet, how could you maybe help your team or others in your company adopt a purpose-driven mindset? That's a great question. And I'll share with you a tidbit. I do courses for LinkedIn learning. And one of the most popular courses I've ever done is called leading without formal authority, because people are challenged with exactly this. Mm -hmm. I know what needs to be done on our team, but the challenge is my boss is above me. I don't have the authority to tell people what to do. How do I make it happen? And I think there's a unique skill of influencing, of leading by example, of sort of shepherding the conversation. Mm -hmm. But again, just like you would approach your boss, let's not make too, too big of a thing out of this. You can, in a casual team conversation, even if you're just on Zoom chat, share a story about how your company made a difference. Share your reason why you joined this company. Share what you think is super cool about your role. The more you do that, the more others will feel safe to do the same. And once you start getting that initial group buy-in, it is an exponential effect in terms of growth. Yes. I think it's, again, focusing on keeping it simple and easy 
instead of those conversations and hopefully we can get back in the workplace soon where we have these in-person conversations but you could still do them via chat instant messenger uh, whatever platform you're on is instead of the hey how was your weekend or more basic conversations the ones that are really lasting and make an impact do bring up similar topics of tell me why you enjoy working here what brought you here what makes you most happy when you're working and having those conversations because like you said when you don't necessarily have leadership or the word leader in your title it doesn't mean you can't be seen as a leader and i would highly encourage you if this is something that is interesting to you of adopting this purpose-driven culture and environment to start having those conversations and see how people receive you and you'll be surprised at how people start coming to you for ideas and getting your thoughts and opinions on things completely unrelated because you're building that trust with them to say hey I want to be here to support you and I want to acknowledge when you're telling me that you enjoy doing X, Y, or Z, I want to acknowledge when you are doing those things. I want to be more aware and say, hey, great job on this call. It was really difficult and I know that that's something that you work towards providing really great resolutions and you did such a great job on that. So again, kind of just giving back to your team and you don't need to have leadership in your title. Absolutely. Who doesn't want to be told that, hey, you rock that. I could see in the presentation, the client understood it perfectly. They left with more confidence about their business. Teasing out the impact other people are making enables them to tease out the impact you're making. And together we take each other higher. I love this. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. All of this information is extremely helpful. And I hope that so many women start adapting and realizing how they really can make a difference and how they can encourage others to do the same. You included so much great information, LinkedIn learning, lead without formal authority, your books. Where can people follow you or follow up with you on learning more information? So if you Google selling with noble purpose, you will find me. And I say that because I have a last name that's kind of hard to spell. You can also Google Elizabeth Letardo and I am on LinkedIn. You can email me. I'm also on Twitter and I'd love to chat. And I think, you know, just to, to close us out here, as women, we have a natural desire to make a difference on the world. We have a natural ability to do that in a lot of different ways. And corporate America is one of the opportunities for us to really move the needle on making a difference. I love that. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks again. Thanks for having me. All right, everyone. I hope you loved this week's episode as much as I did. It was so fun chatting with Elizabeth And I really appreciated all of the feedback and advice she had to share in regards to creating a purpose-driven culture within the workplace, and that can start with you. Don't forget to head over to Patreon to listen to the bonus question. So anyone who joins at $5 per month to help support the podcast, you will be able to get access to bonus content as well as a private community with additional, with additional connections. Don't forget to head over to patreon.com. 
Don't forget to head over to Patreon to have access to the bonus questions for each of the guest episodes. Today's bonus question with Elizabeth is, what would you suggest as a first step for someone who wants to create a purpose-driven mindset at work? So head over to Patreon right now, sign up, support Next Level Leaders podcast, and you'll get access to all of the additional content as well as having even more say in the upcoming episodes. Go see what else Elizabeth is up to by searching her name in any podcast app that you're listening to or by searching her name in Google. Elizabeth has so much more to offer and I would love for you to be able to follow up with her or go listen to more of what she has to share or go purchase one of her books. On my website, www.nicoleharrop.com, you'll see an option for courses. That's going to link you to the site where I currently host all of my courses. And when you click to view my courses, if you scroll down, there will be some featured courses and that's where I'll put the free video of why you should create a work journal. But if it's not there, when you go to find this free resource, you'll just click to view all courses and you'll be able to find it there as well. There are several different many courses that I offer. So if any of them are appealing to you, definitely check them out. You can click into the different courses to see what is offered. And the price is located in the bottom right corner before you even click to view or learn more. There will be some more free content that I'm going to be adding as well as very inexpensive options. And if this is something that's helpful for you or someone else, definitely feel free to share it with your friends. All right, that's all I have for this week. Thank you again for hanging out until the end of the episode for this free resource, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Next Level Leaders. If today's episode resonated with you, please take a quick screenshot, share it to your Instagram, and tag me at Nicole.Harrop. I love to see it, and it means the world to me. I appreciate you helping to spread the word so I can help more women. See you on next week's episode.